Welcome to the Don't You Forget About Me, the New Wave Music Podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood T-Bone. And I'm Steve. Welcome to our 10th episode. Steve, can you believe that? We're in the double digits now. I had no idea how well this would be doing when we first started it. Yeah, really enjoying it also. So we have a couple of albums that we want to go over that are uh, uh, really new. And so we're going to start off with Gordon Sumner. Now, who is Gordon Sumner, Steve? Uh, wasn't he in a band called The Police? Yes, he was. Now, of course, Gordon Sumner, that's the actual name for Sting. You will uh, remember him, I'm sure, from his days with The Police. Uh, songs like Every Breath You Take. Every little thing she does is magic. And then after the police broke up, he went on to his solo career, uh, including off his first album, If You Love Someone, Set Them Free. So this is the 15th studio album from Sting as a solo artist. This uh, this album, of course, has Sting on vocals, bass, guitar, keyboards. John Freeze, again from Devo. We talked about him earlier in our podcast. Uh, he's kind of traveled around uh, as, on drums along with Manu Kache. Uh, Martin Katzenbaum on as a multi-instrumentalist. And then there's a large assortment of other musicians on this album. You know, the first thing I want to say, Steve, on this is is uh, I want to start off by saying that Sting has not been new wave for decades. No, and how I kind of ran into it, and I still kind of hold a grudge, is back in the early 90s, I think it was on the 91 or 93 tour for the Soul Cages, or to maybe it was 10 Summoners Tell, one of those two, ended up getting dragged out to a Sting concert. And that just, for the, these decades, has just left a sour taste in my mouth. He came across very just pompous, didn't want to acknowledge any of the st- any of his back catalog. And his concert was just boring at the time to me. Um, yeah. It's one of the rare ones I actually think I fell asleep in. Well, you know, probably the only reason we're including him in the podcast is his involvement with the police who could do no wrong. True. You know, I remember seeing him on his first solo tour and actually Stuart Copeland, drummer for the police, came out towards the end. And uh, so he did play some police songs. But yeah, um, you know, it definitely has changed his sound over the years. So let's talk about the album. Uh, this There are a lot of images of water in these songs. Uh, I mean, the name of the album is The Bridge. But Sting has said that this is a collection of songs from a year of global pandemic, personal loss, separation, disruption, lockdown, and extraordinary social and political turmoil. Steve, can you imagine Sting being political? Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> so the first song on the album is called Rushing Water. This is the sound of rushing water flooding through my brain. This is the sound of God's own daughter calling out your name. 
Actually, I think this is a pretty good opening song. Uh, it has strong drums and guitar picking. And I know that that sounds kind of hillbilly when I say guitar picking, but that's really not my intention. The guitar work uh, for me is is simply the highlight of the song. No question. And when I first heard the single Rushing Water, um, it actually kind of pulled me back into it. Kind of decided to give Sting another chance. Glad I did because I actually thoroughly enjoyed this song. Yeah, I, I would probably say it's one of the better songs on the album. I think the instrumentation is is outstanding. It really shows that that Sting along you know with the artists that he has on the album uh, they, they really can produce some strong music when they try now number two uh, is the second song on this album is called If It's Love If it's love it has no season If it's love there is no cure If it's love it won't see reason Again, I will say that I really enjoyed this second song. It's, it's a very sweet love song. I love both the whistling that opens up the song and the use of hand claps. Uh, it's a very sentimental and bright song. Maybe a little bit to the point of being overly sentimental, but I still got to say that heart of it did work for me. Yeah, and this is actually the first single he released for the album. That's right. Uh, the second single was Rushing Water, which we just discussed, but the, for this one, If It's Love, I loved how it opened up with the whistling. From right there, it kind of shattered my perception or my previous persona of Sting, how he comes across sometimes sulky or salty. And Yeah, it's a beautiful song. You know, I mean, uh, you know, love songs can be hit and miss. I mean, a lot of times they work, sometimes they don't. For me, this actually is a, is about as close as you can get to a perfect love song. I, I'm glad to ha have Happy Sting back on this album. Yeah, it's refreshing, isn't it? Uh, next up is the third song, The Book of Numbers. The Holy Book of Numbers now on this song things do start to slow down a little bit uh it does pick up midway through not a horrible song but it does start to change the overall tempo of the album to me i thought of you Furman, on this because that bass kicks in and the bass work on this is great. I like the tempo changes. Even the tempo changes when the chorus kicks in goes to kind of a different tempo, goes back down once the chorus ends, and it goes right back to that solid bass. Uh, this is the third song on the album, and I'm so far three for three, which kind of really surprises me for this album. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily like it as much as you do. I don't think it's a bad song or anything, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it still, it, it, it continues a, a fairly decent um, uh, string of songs here. Yeah, and then we go to the next song, which goes from as I mentioned before, Happy Sting a few songs ago, to Loving You. If that's not loving you, I don't know what is. If that's not loving you, then tell me what it is. If that's not loving you, I don't know what is. If that's not loving you, then tell me what it is which to me, this is probably one of the darker lyric-wise on the album. But I love this song. This is probably my favorite on the album. Just yeah. some of the lines he can tell, you can kind of tell it's just just daggers flying. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, the song does kind of continue the slower pace, but it's clearly a, a tale of a man who's being cheated on and, and what he's still trying to do to prove his love. And yeah, it's a little bit darker than uh, the previous songs. It's not the same kind of love song that If It's Love was. No, I mean, the lyric is smelling another man's scent on your flesh. If that's not loving you, I don't know what is that just cuts just deep down with a knife yeah no i like that especially like that lyric myself um and then we go into harmony road they look down their noses at you like they're entitled to keep you down 
Our street has its social issues and violent crime by the bucket load. They laugh when they named it Harmony Road. This one reminded me of Sting's Police Days. Well, and for me, it actually reminded me of his early solo work oh. because we have a guest uh, uh, instrumentalist on there, Mr. Branford Marsalis, who shows up on clarinet. That immediately took me back to Sting's first solo album, Dream of the Blue Turtles. Uh, along with that, uh, I, I thought there was really some wonderful guitar work, but again, a, a much slower ballad. It's slower ballad, but I, the lyrics to the, this one kind of pulled me in. I love how it's kind of the ironic of living on a street called Harmony Road when it's far from harmony. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good call on that. Uh, up next is uh, the number six song, For Her Love. If he can't read between the lines up there on Mars... You'll find some meaning in a streetlight. You know, I think that we're seeing kind of a trend on this album of of excellent guitar work. But I got to say that songwriting on this one, I found it a little bit bland. To me, this one was just okay. It's a very skippable track. Um, Even listening to it multiple times for this podcast, I can't recall it off the top of my head. That's how much this track stuck with me. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I I can't disagree with you on that one. Uh, Next up is uh, The Hill on the Border. I don't carry any weapon. I don't carry any staff. But I'll carry half your burden till your journey's cut in half. Let me share of your burden, the lifetime you will cough and the grief. Steve, my first note on this one is that the pace of this album is starting to wear thin. I must say, though, I do enjoy the fiddle work from Peter Tickle. Uh, it does liven up the song a little bit. But as we're moving along, I'm finding that the songs don't have the same energy that I was hoping for, and I'm, I'm starting to become a little bit disappointed. See, and for me, this one pulled me back in. I really? love the Celtic sound of it. It reminded me of uh, like kind of the sound wise of Lorena McKennett, um, at least a bit in the music of the track. So that kind of got me a little bit more awake. It could just be I fell asleep with the last song and I, I enjoyed this one more. <laughs> Good. Well, OK, we'll disagree a little bit on that one. Not a horrible song, but I, I didn't see it quite as the same as you did. Up next is the number eight song, Captain Bateman. She is a creature of captivating beauty as this poor captain's hungry eyes would ever see. Upon him with the eye of love's desire. Now this one tries, in my opinion, to raise the tempo again. Those night that nice fiddle work continues along with uh, some lush background vocals. And I, what I really found interesting was the keyboards that come in to close the song. T-Bone, I, w- I was wondering when it was going to happen. We have identical notes on this one. I, it happens every once in a while. Yep. Um, and then we go into the next track, The Bells of St. Thomas. The last day is a judgment upon us. And the bells on the roof of St. Thomas are calling. This is a jazz-sounding type of track, and it works for me. Um, I feel it does a good job vocally, musically. Um, we're getting towards the end of the album, and it's, it's, as you said, it's kind of you're kind of a little bit exhausted. It started out a lot more up-tempo and more peppy, and keeps kind of going down as we go. You know, yeah, I, for me, it, it's it's more or less kind of steadily gone down. I, I think the vocals from Sting are outstanding on this song, but for me, there really wasn't much else to talk about. I, I think the lyrics kind of came a little across as a little bit more rambling than anything. True. Didn't really um, stick out as a strong song, but, uh, you know, 
we are towards the end of the album. It does happen fairly often, which does lead us actually to the final song, The Bridge. To the ridge, some will seek the higher ground, some of us the Um, there is a very common theme I just mentioned on this album, and that is very nice guitar work again in this song, but sometimes lacking something interesting to say. Uh, Sting tries to use metaphors for the whole album and not always with such great effect. Yeah, what pulled me into this song is not the lyrics or not Sting's vocals. It's that great acoustic guitar. I love how there's that good acoustic guitar melody throughout this track, and that's what pulled me into thinking, hey, this is an okay song. It's a good way to kind of close out his album. Yeah, and it is just that acoustic guitar and uh, Sting singing on this uh, song. And so it is a nice little dichotomy against the rest of the album, which does have a lot of instrumentation, a lot of different sounds blended in. And so it is kind of a nice ending to have just that acoustic guitar and Sting singing at the same time. One thing to keep in mind, we had 10 songs on this album. The deluxe version of the album does include a few additional songs, including a, a version of Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay yeah, and I had to actually listen to that one as well. And I heard that one as well as we were preparing for this album and actually kind of enjoyed it. It was a fun little cover. Uh, one thing, other thing about this album is it's very short. Uh, the album actually is only 36 minutes long. Uh, most of the songs are wow. three minutes long, maybe close to four. I will say, even regardless of what we felt about some of the songs themselves, Sting's voice currently still sounds as good as ever. Overall, I actually enjoyed this album quite a bit, which surprised me because I have not been a big fan of Sting for probably since the 90s, me being grumpy Steve has to get over it. Um, but I, I, this is a first for me, a first thing. I actually enjoyed most of it. The use of the Celtic and the jazz work very well. And I'm glad to I'm glad to see Sting not so salty or so soaking as, as much. Um, it started out with a little happier Sting, which was nice to see on it. To me, I felt like Sting enjoyed making this album, and it comes across throughout most of the album. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I, I wasn't nearly as impressed with this, so I'm going to go on a little rant here for just a second. 2016, Sting put out an album called 57th and 9th. It moved a little bit away from the music style that he was doing uh, throughout the 90s and early 2000s. I was, and it was a little bit more rock oriented and i was hoping that we would see a continuation with that this album seems like the effort met me halfway there uh but then he reverts back to what i call and i don't i think other people might call it the same his elevator music of the 90s <laughs> i know that there is a straight out rock album in sting i just know it's in there somewhere and i just wish he would let it out i fully understand that sting comes from a background before the police that includes jazz and progressive fusion rock among other styles and it's clear that he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into one style but we've now gone that direction yeah i was gonna say i feel like he's kind of pigeonholed into that soft rock mom rock if you will absolutely for the past two decades i really think it's time for him to try something new i don't think this album for me was it again don't hate it there was a number of songs on there that i enjoyed quite a bit this album doesn't continue the uh type of album that i think he was trying in the when he did 2016's 57th and 9th for me it's a disappointment i think it looks sounds like you liked it a little bit more than i did yeah and i didn't hear his 57th and 9th album so um you know like i said at the beginning i wasn't a huge sting fan this actually pulled me in a little bit more but it's not one of my favorite albums of the year and before we move on to our next review just a little bit of music news 
Uh, Simple Minds just recently re- released a new newer single, Act of Love. An act of love. which is actually a track that they did back in 1978, and I believe it was unreleased. Um, it was a song that the group first performed in Glasgow back in 78, and Simple Minds is preparing to kick off their 40th anniversary UK tour in t- spring 2022. Those of us in the States are hoping they uh, come here later. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I do have my fingers crossed. And then up next is The Church is going on a very small West Coast tour. Um, if you're not aware, there's a super show going on in Southern California in May. And so they are going to start the month of May in, with some shows in California, starting on May 4th, going into Nevada, Utah, Colorado. Colorado, Arizona, and then finishing back up in California mid-May. So if you have a chance to see them, there's an opportunity on the West Coast. Prices are a little uh, steep for the show, uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, they, They could be worth seeing if you haven't seen them before. The next review we have coming up is from the band James. You may remember James from such hits as Sit Down. Mega hit from the 90s, Laid. And getting away with it. Their new album, All the Colors of You, is their 16th studio album. It was released uh, back in 2021, and it was recorded, uh, again, through the pandemic. So our theme, I guess, this this podcast is albums recorded during the pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, Booth and uh, Tim Booth, the lead singer, and Jackknife Lee, who's one of the producers, uh, and he actually just lived down the street from Booth, uh, brought all the elements together remotely. So this album has, as I mentioned, Tim Booth on vocals, uh, Mark Hunter on keyboards, Jim Glenny on bass, both Saul Davies and Adrian Oxel on guitars, and Andy Diagram on horns, and as I mentioned, uh, Jack Life, Jack Knife Lee, that's difficult to say, who's the producer on multiple instruments to uh, round things out. And T-Bone, as we were listening to this album, to me, I kept coming across the, the in my mind, this is a time capsule of 2020 as they were recording this with all the events in it. It definitely comes across. Um, we'll get kicked off with the first song, Zero. Which opens up with the lyric, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Well, you know, the original 
version of the song it was actually going to be we're all going to shine correct but during production the meaning changed due to outside situations you know one thing that you have to keep in mind is even with that change of of lyric we're all going to die this is not a pessimistic album as a matter of fact i this is i think one of the better songs on the album the the beginning song is just outstanding and I, i really enjoyed the way that all the instruments were brought in like one at a time until it really drives that song forward. Yeah, this song starts out very slow-templed, and it kind of builds up um, with each instrument coming into it. And like you said, they did change the lyric to we're all going to die instead of we're all going to shine. And that was, uh, reading an interview with Tim, it was due to COVID, and just the mindset that people were having is everyone's going to die no matter what you do. Right. And this song really kind of turns into a celebration of life. Oh, absolutely, yeah. By the time the song's over, it's completely changed the initial opening meaning of the lyrics. Uh, Next up is the second song, All the Colors of You, the title track. And this actually is one of my favorite songs on the album. Powerful drums, excellent horns that arrive midway through. And towards the end of the song, it, the sound kind of becomes muffled. And I really enjoyed how they, they made that sound change as the song was ending. Yeah, no question. I, I do like how this, uh, the vocals definitely, this one does capture what was going on, as, particularly in the U.S. during the time of 2020, as Tim, I think, was living here in California writing, the, writing this song. And it does do a good job of mixing the guitars. It kind of even has a little bit of a dance ambiance beat that I really enjoyed on this this album. I think this was one of their first singles for the album I as well. I believe it was the first single, yeah. And that leads us to number three, which is Recover. Will he My second favorite song on the album. I really love the line in this. And and as you mentioned a moment ago, Steve, this album really does focus on the situation the world was in, especially in 2020. But the line says, stay inside, stay alive. It'll be all right. What I think, you know, beyond just what it says there, what I think that I think this is a very personal song for Tim. It really is a tribute to his father-in-law who died during that year. If there's any song on this album that I believe is clearly written about that time period, I would say it's this one. Oh yeah, this one here, it's got a great just low temp, slow tempo um, bass line going riff throughout the whole song and it kind of builds up to stay inside, stay alive, to someone getting COVID, catching it, having to breathe on a machine will they will they survive and ultimately passing and remembering, remembering them of that time right uh, and then we move into the next song beautiful beaches which is as close to a James Pop song probably as you're going to get on this album. And this song here was actually, um, I thought at first was inspired by the California wildfires. However, it was actually a dream Tim had that they knew that the beach was on fire, their mount where they were was on fire and they had to drive away to the beaches. I believe it was the next day or two that the California wildfires happened. 
Right. Yeah. No, it, it actually, you're completely right. He had, he had these dreams of fire, earthquakes, and all hell breaking loose in California. And he wakes up the next day and the wildfires are getting very close to his home. Uh, his family had to leave. The lyric in the song, Time to Escape, was pretty literal. Yeah. Uh, um, also, you know, this song really is about climate change in many ways. And I absolutely love the outstanding bass that segues into the keyboards. A very, very well-produced song. Yeah, and then we get into the next track, Whatever It Takes. To me, this kind of had a take of two different songs. When it opens, how it's just kind of got that rhythm or that lyrics just kind of going. Reminded me of kind of that lyric sound of Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine. By And then it kicks into the chorus, which is a completely different turn on the uh, on the song. And it worked very well for me. I, I, I agree. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I wrote down here the chorus has that church choir yeah. kind of sound to it. But Booth's lyrics are really kind of a stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, kind of similar to uh, what the Talking Heads did in um, Once in a Lifetime. Once in a Lifetime. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. You may find yourself in another part of the world. You may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. You may find yourself in a beautiful house. Talks throughout the song. He doesn't really sing it so much but this song if any i think really sonically reminds me of earlier james albums oh no question and then t-bone we get into my favorite track on the album hush Um, and this one's kind of lyrically very dark, and maybe that's why it's my favorite one on the album. Uh, this one's about a, a ghost that ends up haunting the person who killed him. He's not bitter about dying, but how he haunts him is by just constantly humming. Clever song. I think the instrument instrumentation is is really steady throughout the song, which gives Booth's lyrics the ability to shine through. Oh yeah, um, really, really just a beautiful song and an amazing way of looking at. Uh, well, let's just face it, death. Yeah, and it works very well. Uh, from there, we get into the track "Miss America." May God bless you and your love of guns. May God bless you. And your passion for freedom Soul to the man with the time And this is going to be discussing the U.S. as told from the viewpoint of a beauty pageant. Steve, are you reading my notes this time? Because <laughs> that is exactly what I wrote down. Even though it has a, a message, I, I didn't necessarily find it the strongest song on the album. No, but I mean, we're what? Um, seven, seven songs in, and this is the first one we're kind of like, yeah, it's maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of a so. filler song, but you're right. I mean, we've had 
know, six really strong songs before this one. So as we've said in the past, you can forgive sometimes when uh, you have that little bit of a, a an addition that doesn't necessarily work for you when the rest has worked so well. Yeah, and it could just be it's kind of sandwiched in between my personal favorite hush and then it gets into a nice little peppy number getting myself into. If I knew what I was getting myself into. This one for me is highlighted by just a very simple piano motif that's used throughout the song. Mm-hmm. And I found that just beautiful. And you mentioned a few songs ago, reminded you of early James. To me, this is early James. Up next is the ninth song on the album, Magic Bus. You know how I feel about bass lines, and I just love this bass line that starts the song, then the other instruments start to come in. Next thing you know, you have this driving song with kind of a psychedelic bend to it, and uh, it it worked for me. I I found it really enjoyable. Yeah, and then we move into probably my other favorite song on the album, Isabella. Isabella, loves the altitude, freedom lover, shakes an earthquake of such magnitude. This one here, just again, about the two kind of not healthiest relationships between people and the consequences of their actions. But it's just got a catchy beat, catchy chorus, vocals. It's one I'd love to see in concert with James. Yeah, you know, it's a good song. I I found a really interesting dichotomy between the instruments and the lyrics. Plus, the instruments really move along at a pretty fast pace. But Booth is able to sing most of the song really at a measured pace. Uh, until it explodes at the end mm-hmm. and uh, really works as a as an interesting song to start close off this album. Yeah, and usually at this point we're talking about how bands are struggling to close out an album. Well, James closes this one out with the song XYST. When rock crush, jump the fence Don't forget You're one of us You're me this is a great way to close out the album opening this album kind of began very slowly building up and this one kind of again is that celebration of instruments and celebration of lyrics vocals uh, again you're into classic james yeah you know i i thought it was an interesting that they used uh guitar feedback throughout the song yeah. it's definitely a different sound from the uh songs on the uh the rest of the album what really caught my attention in it is a line in there that says you're one of us which seems to me to imply that even with the problems of the time we're all in this together yeah and this would be a, to me if you've seen james live this would be probably one that they get as a big lack of a better word stadium sound or stadium song and the song ends with a lion's roar i, I don't yes, know exactly does. why but uh, hey it works for me so you know We've already talked about this. If you couldn't tell, this album is heavily influenced by the pandemic and the lockdowns, as well as the murder of George Floyd. And as you mentioned, too, James did the closing song with guitar feedback, Lions Roar. James is one of those bands I don't think can do wrong with any sound. Yeah, they they usually will incorporate sounds into their uh, albums, their different songs that are unique. 
and yet purely James. Uh, you know, during the recording process, they ended up with what they called a hundred jams, which then they mm-hmm. whittled down to the 11 songs on the album. And a moment ago, you mentioned Stadium Rock. Yes, this album has been uh, described as Stadium Rock album, and you can definitely hear it in the songs. They're big with full instrumentation that shows a seasoned band. It is a highly polished album, which in some cases can be a detriment, but it still works based on the band's professionalism and Booth's vocals, which are strong as ever. Oh, I really enjoyed this album. If we're being honest, I enjoyed their previous album, Living in Extraordinary Times Better. That's probably one of my top three James albums. This one's still in there. It's just the other one was next level. This one's just what you come to expect from James. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. No. Of course. I'm a huge fan of James, have been since the late 80s, but I have to say that I, I have had this album for some time and I really didn't listen to it and that was a mistake because this is a sweeping recording of the time well worth listening to yeah and I think out of the 11 tracks I think there's only one out of the 11th that we kind of said was it was all right right yeah it wasn't a bad track it's just it's okay but the rest of the album's solid oh absolutely very solid and and so I, I think if you get right down to it we're looking at a mix here you know we have an album that we really really appreciated and one that was good but not necessarily what we would hoped for. So thumbs up for James. Uh, I don't want to say thumbs down for me for Sting, but it just didn't really work for me. No, James heavily recommended. If you haven't seen James in concert, go see them. They're one that I love seeing because you never know what show you're going to get every night. They play without a set list. Like when we saw them, they clearly just started shouting out what songs they were going to do to the band. Yeah, and and Sting album, eh, I'd recommend maybe three songs solid off of that, but not overall as an album. Yeah, no, I, I, we're in the same boat on that one. Looking ahead to our next couple recordings, we're going to get closer to our new wave roots. Uh, we've got some upcoming album reviews from the Psychedelic Furs, ABC, uh, the Violent Femmes, and a little bit of a new wave or punk X's brand new album. Right, yeah, a little bit of folk punk mixed in there. And then I did want to mention that we just started up a TikTok page. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of content on it. It'll be growing. If you do a search on TikTok for New Wave Music Podcast, you'll find us. You can follow us hopefully this summer as concerts resume. See the adventures of Steve and T-Bone at local shows. Absolutely, yeah. And then, of course, don't forget to look at us on uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, Shoot us an email at don't you forget podcast at yahoo.com. And also just a quick thank you for those of you who have given us uh, great reviews on Spotify and on, uh, and on Apple Music. Those definitely do help. We'd love to see those and keep those coming. Yeah, we'd love to hear back from you in any shape uh, and form. Uh, Letting us know your thoughts, letting us know ideas of what uh, we can do reviews on in the near future. It's all welcome. And keep your eye out on our Facebook page and other social medias. We may kick off some with the t-shirts giveaway because everybody likes t-shirts. Who doesn't like a good t-shirt? Hey, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.